The mission is clear at the Faison Center, to give children and adults with autism and related challenges the best opportunity to improve their life's journey through evidence-based practice. Their mission across the lifespan is accomplished through specific programs designed to meet the needs of families at different points in their lives. The Faison School, the Faison Behavioral Health Clinic, and Faison Adult Services. To learn more, go to FaisonCenter.org and consider making an online gift. Or call the Faison Center at 804-612-1947. Hello, this is Kevin Lang with Town Bank. As a proud graduate of EBA, I know talent gets you on the field, but it's attitude and effort that keeps you there. That's how we play at Town Bank. Local bankers, local decisions, team players. It's what you can count on from Town Bank. Serving others and enriching lives. Town Bank is a proud supporter of UVA Sports. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Canal Capital Management is a fully integrated wealth planning firm whose singular focus is on growing and in protecting the wealth of their clients. Canal's unique approach provides an array of services, including investment management, tax and financial planning, real estate management, business consulting, and family office services. Canal Capital Management and former UVA kicker Noah Greenbaum are proud supporters of Who's Talking. Canal was built for a single purpose, to provide clients with a simple, understandable process to grow, protect, and eventually transfer their wealth. Mitchell Endoscopy Center is a full-service gastroenterology practice specializing in colon cancer screening. All procedures are performed by a physician in our state-of-the-art endoscopy center under monitored propofol sedation. New recommendations for colon cancer screening start at age 45. Cancer screening should be a regular part of your life. Screening tests help find cancer early. Come visit us at mitchellendoscopycenter.com or call 804-282-3114 to schedule your screening colonoscopy now. Hi, this is Boyd Rawls. I'm an orthopedic hand surgeon specializing in hand, wrist, and elbow injuries. I'm a diehard Wahoo who completed nearly all of my training at the University of Virginia. Ortho Virginia is the largest multi-specialty orthopedic practice in Virginia. We have offices in Richmond, Lynchburg, Northern Virginia, and Virginia Beach. Our dedicated certified hand therapists will work hard to speed your recovery. For more information, please visit our website, orthovirginia.com. Finding a reputable law firm can be a daunting task, especially in the midst of a crisis. But Jeff McDonald and Associates is here to help. Jeff McDonald Associates is a personal injury and workers' comp law firm based in Virginia. For over 25 years, our team has been helping injury victims get the compensation they need after a serious accident disrupts their life. Injured? Don't wait. Just call the Yates. 804-888-8888. At Kelleher, we've been serving the metro Richmond area for over 50 years. We specialize in train heating and cooling products. In addition to serving all your heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, generator, and heating oil needs. With the fourth generation now in the business, Kelleher's team has the depth you can bet on for years to come. It's hard to stop a train, and it's hard to stop the Kelleher team. Orange and Blue, serving you since 1968. It's always Friday at TGI Fridays, and now it's always happy hour. All day, every day at all four of our Richmond locations, with $4 cocktails and $2 Miller Lite drafts. All day, every day at TGI Fridays. Enjoy wings cooked to perfection in your choice of sauces. Whiskey glaze, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo, Garlic Parm, Apple Butter Barbecue, and many more. Join us every Sunday at the West Broad location for every pro football game. And cheer on your favorite team with all-day happy hour only at TGI Fridays. Delivery available at Fridays.com. 
This is Who's Talking on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, diehard Wahoo Frank Maloney and former UVA basketball standout Jim Hobbo Hobgood break down the Cavaliers each week in a way that only Frank and Hobbo can provide. Brought to you by Ortho Virginia, Town Bank of Richmond, TGI Fridays, Clinical Research Partners, Richmond Allergy and Asthma, and Oaklea Press. Good evening and welcome, welcome all you Wahoos, ACC fans, and fellow Richmonders. We have a huge show tonight, really big show. Habo's in studio to my far right and sitting right in front of me, possibly for the last time since there's a some concern about him going to the left coast for some new job. No, 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 that was just Linnell, a, nas- a Linnell, nasty you're rumor. you're leaving us, are you, man? Come no, on. no, he, we, we broke him in, he's ready to go. And I'm I'm to the far right of everybody. I just want want that to be clear. Yeah. We, we know, believe me. And so does, but we really have a big show tonight. A lot so to talk about. Democratic uh, National Party spring game. Uh, a lot of baseball action. Uh, baseball. Lacrosse. The tennis team wins the ACC regular t- season title. Golf. Undefeated women's golf. We had a great uh, performance by Amanda Sambach. Is yes, that, is that the way we're pronouncing that? But she was uh, she was the uh, individual champion of the ACC championships down in Greensboro, North Carolina, at Sedgefield Country Club. She was fourteen under par in fifty four holes, a new ACC record, a new Virginia record, and she's only second year. That's remarkable. So. Could have a repeat. You never know. But well, she uh, is clearly our player of the weekend because my lacrosse team let me down. I know. Why? Why? Why can't we beat Duke? Well, I don't I'm know. I'm starting it, to get irritated I'm, by this. You know, and the main thing is, we we always spot them a big lead. It was ten to is, four at halftime. What is okay, this nonsense? I know. We got to get Lars Tiffany back on here. We got to give him a lecture. Yeah, you we got We've got some questions. We're tired of losing to the Dukies. Yes, that's a bunch of nonsense. Hopefully, we get them one more time in the NCAA and get even. And Brian O'Connor and the baseball team. Can't even beat Pitt. My, my Western Pennsylvania boys. Pittsburgh and VPI, the two bottom feeders of the Coastal, took two out of three in, in different weekends. Yeah, in Pittsburgh, that's a football town, not a baseball town. Yeah, come you know, on. The Give Pirates me are dreadful. They have been for four decades. But, but there is a shining light. Billy McMullen? Billy McMullen's coming on very soon. He's going to add some sanity to this insanity. Um I will say that the men's tennis team at Virginia, they they delivered the goods. They won the ACC regular season. They were undefeated in conference. Twelve. You know they they may up. be doing what Connecticut did in basketball, and that is peaking at the right time. You know I think they are to make a, a run at defending their national title. And Coach Andres Pedroso, uh, he gets the coach of the weekend because let me tell you something to go twelve and zero in conference. Not too shabby. And that's uh, Brian Bolin esque. You know, yes. Brian Bolin had what fifty some matches in a row at one it wasn't point even in time. That. It was like two hundred. Uh, yeah, but, no, no, one hundred twenty. Uh, I'm sorry, one hundred and twenty six or something. All right. Uh, anyway, Billy McMullen. Billy, hey, Billy, how are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? Frank Hobble. It's been a long time, huh? Yeah, it's been too long. Uh, now, Frank was at the game. I watched it on TV. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously the expectations for this year's football team are kind of low, 
But based on Saturday, uh, I came away with a little hope. How about you? Uh, can we exceed expectations at this stage? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, of course, like, you know, you always got to, you know, pay respect where respect is due. You know, team being resilient, trying to bounce back from such a uh, a horrible tragedy from last year, losing uh, Lavelle Davis, Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler. And I thought what I saw and some of the things I saw in terms of the, the plays that I did watch, um, it, that, it does shed a little light on the situation in terms of what the football program can do this year. I thought the offense – ran a lot smoother than even the spring game last year. I thought the players looked a little more comfortable, had a little more confidence, and maybe just maybe playing for something bigger than just football this year uh, that can push them along in, in the early morning workouts and, you know, those 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 dog days of training camp. And uh, so th- there was a little hope in the fluid, fluid, fluidity of the, the game that I saw um, uh, last spring game. Just a quick follow-up. Uh, J.R. Wilson, he's a 6'4", 200-plus pound receiver, caught the uh, 63-64 yard pass from Musket, shook off a defender to get into the end zone. I-, I thought I was looking at Billy McMullen back out there. What do you think of J.R. Yeah, Wilson? Was, yeah, that was, uh, it was a very surprising play. Um, I thought it was a a real headsy play, a determined play, and it, it almost indicative of what we might see this year in terms of just the period wit and uh, grind to, to make something happen out of nothing. So, you know, it looked like he was going to go down, I think, twice, and he broke through the last tackle and jumped into the end zone. So that was that was a pretty cool um, play that may – it may be what the offense looks like this year. I, I'll tell you what, both quarterbacks look like they're really comfortable in, in the uh, play calling and uh, going from the first to second, third options in the in the pass uh, breakdown. So I'm – like you said, uh, Habo, it's, it's, a, it's a little hope, a glimmer of hope, and uh, we're going to hold on to that. You know, um, I saw something early in the uh, the game, and I was glad to see this year from the press box that they played a game. It was nice to see, a, you know, kickoffs. It was nice to see kickoff returns. That's a good point. In the past, it always seems like a scrimmage, right. a controlled a scrimmage. scrimmage. This and actually was, was a game. You this know, was a game. It was you watchable. Know, I, I, think, I think it was far more entertaining and it was also, I think, something that the coaches could learn more from. It looked, oh yeah, much much more like an actual contest. I I watched uh, over the weekend. I watched the Miami. Uh, I guess it's their. I guess it's sort of an orange, a burnt orange and white game, and they were blowing whistles on some plays where God just two handed touch and, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of. Yeah. Kind of farcical almost, and guys would run, turn around, and look around to see, well, did they blow the whistle or not? And then they would start running you, again. I was like, you know, I tell you, as a player, you know, going through fifteen practices in spring game, you you want to actually get after it. You want to actually play a game. You want to have score. You want to keep score. You want to have bragging rights going into training camp. So I'm pretty sure the guys, when they knew they were going to play a game, there's a whole different you know mindset going into that last practice, going into the locker room, putting on the jersey, the actual game jerseys, and getting out there and getting after it. And then, too, as a coach, you know, coming off of last year's not the best year, even before the tragedy, you know, as a coach, you, you, you sort of want to give the fans and the the boosters and all the supporters something to watch and say, hey, look, this is what we – this is what you can look forward to on game day, not a practice. And uh, I, think, I think Coach did that this time. You know, there were a lot of eyes on Mike Hollins, number seven – the running mm-hmm. back who 
suffered several gunshot wounds um, last year, and I consider it nothing short of a miracle to watch him right. carry the ball on Saturday, and he scored a touchdown. He had about 40 yards on, yeah. I think, 10 carries or something. Yeah, the touchdown was kind of neat. He went into the end zone and tapped the ground uh, in honor of his lost teammates. And, it was, and that, it was listen, very emotional. Listen, that has got to help not only him but the entire team. Um, and I also thought it was cool that uh, Coach Elliott let uh, Mike Hollins have his brother out there on the field with him wearing his yeah. jersey number. I was like, you know – um, this team is going to come together. I think spiritually, soulfully, mentally, I, I think those things help a great deal. The thing I worry about is speed. There were a number of times where quarterbacks got free and ran downfield for 20, 30 yards and 40 yards one time, and I'm like, where, where, where are the DBs? Right. Now, I will say well, this, in all fairness, I will say this because... Well, let me ask you this. They're splitting the squad, so maybe they're playing out of position no, potentially. Here's, here's the thing that's going on there. Now, there were a lot of guys that did not play, and we got to point out that uh, uh, some guys uh, like Jonas Sanker, who's a terrific safety and covers a lot of field, did not play. I noticed that Elijah Gaines, number 22, uh, a cornerback did not play. Um, yeah, a bunch of key linebackers, Brady, Ahern, McCarron, they did not play. Um, now, Aaron Famui, number ninety-four, he needs to put down the pizzas. That guy has gotten too big. I, I saw him with my binoculars, and I was like, uh, Tony Saragusa, the Ravens, in his prime, never had anything on Famui. Famui has got a step back from the buffet line. And I don't know who the nutritionist is. I don't care if somebody gets mad at me. I, you don't want a defensive tackle that is unable to run 10 yards. I'm mm. just saying it. All right, Billy, um, well, you played on some interesting teams. And I went back and looked at the records of your teams. Billy played high school ball at Henrico High School and um, eventually was honored to win the the Bill Dudley Award, which is a big deal. Uh, right. And I saw the highlights here of your um, career. I'm looking at these uh, these seasons here now. 2002 was a pretty good year. Um, hold on, I got some pages that stuck together. This old media guide, which they don't give us anymore. 2001 was you guys were five and seven, three and five. 2000 y'all was six and six, five and three. Mm-hmm. But. Your last year, when you you made first team All ACC for the second time in two thousand two, uh, you guys were nine and five, six and two, and then you went to the Continental Tire Bowl and right. you whipped West Virginia, which was a big moment. And I thought that was probably a good springboard for you into the NFL draft because you were uh, drafted in the third round by the Eagles. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what's what was wrong with my Redskins. The Redskins should have called your name but anyway uh-huh. I'm thinking I'm looking back at that record of in those years so you know a little bit something about perseverance oh, now, yeah. right right now the players that play for Virginia and the players thinking about going to Virginia and maybe the players that have already committed to Virginia they need to understand that it's a process and can you yeah. tell us a little bit about 
what made it motivated you and your teammates to survive sort of those lean years to get to that Continental Tire Bowl where you guys performed really well on a big stage? Well, you got to remember, I, I played my last two years with George Welsh, Coach Welsh. Yes. And we had a, we had a whole new regime coming in my, my junior year. Um, and um, and it was it was a totally different way of uh, Al Grove was a, just a totally different coach. I I enjoy I enjoyed Al, uh, Coach Grove because he just he just he pushed us and pushed us in in different ways that Coach Welsh didn't. Uh, but I tell you what, we went through those lean years, and uh, my last year, a group of us we had a really strong core group of uh, leaders on the team. I wasn't a verbal guy, but I was I'm a, I'm, a sh- I'm gonna show you by the way I do things. And we had a, a few verbal guys, but we just had a strong core. We had uh, Angelo Crowell with us. We had Matt Shaw with us. We had a young DeBrickishaw Ferguson. We had we had a lot of good guys that were ready to play. We had a Heath Miller, and so we made up in our mind that the core group of guys that we and and I tell you, that summer, Al Grove destroyed us in training camp, and it was so bad where we were like, man, this is tough, but we're doing it for a reason, and we got to take over this team. We just have to make it happen. So. Um, we made up in our mind that we weren't going to lose that year. And 9-5 and is not an uh, undefeated season, but we were competitive in basically every game that we played that year down to the wire. So um, it, it, can't, it comes down to the, the core group and the leaders on that team that just won't take no for an answer. And I think, uh, I think this team is going to have to find those core group of guys, and those guys are going to have to show up every day, show up every practice, show up every game, and uh, lead the way, and then the rest of the team will follow. And – Coach Elliott sort of has to not hand the team off to him, but he's got to understand who his core group is and let them do what they do well, which is lead the team. Well, I think you said earlier, you know, this team has the motivation of playing for their lost teammates, and, and, and hopefully that will help them to persevere through some tough times because I, I think in Cantor, personnel-wise, we're still – at the lower echelon of the ACC, so they may they may have some tough sledding yet to come, but but hopefully mm-hmm. under Coach Elliott's leadership, they'll start the building process to get where we want the program to be. So uh, right. I'm look I'm looking at 2002 at the schedule there. Um, Billy McMullen and Angela Crowell were the team captains. I'm looking here. You guys you guys whipped number 22 in the country, South Carolina, 34-21. Mm-hmm. You defeated Clemson, twenty-two seventeen. That didn't happen very often. Right. Uh, you guys whooped Carolina, thirty-seven twenty-seven. Um, you vanquished NC State, which was number twenty in the country, fourteen to nine. You guys crushed Maryland. I was at that game, forty-eight oh, to thirteen. That. We enjoyed that game. I tell you, that game. That game should have put us in the in the Gator Bowl. Yes. But for whatever reason, the committee didn't pick us that year, and we went to the Tire Bowl. And we were pretty highly upset about that because I think they still chose Maryland over that game. But we were so mad because, I mean, we went out on fire. Like, whoever wins this game goes to the Gator Bowl, and we whooped those guys, and I, they picked I, the other team. So I think Wally <laughs> we little, Lundy – We were a little hot about that. Well, didn't Wally Lundy catch, like, a screen or a flare pass? And – if I'm not mistaken, Elton Brown got out in front of him and leveled like eight people. Yeah, yeah. And and yep. Lundy jogged into yeah. the end zone, and I can still hear the crowd going bonkers. Oh I mean, my gosh, it was it was wonderful. 
Well, one of um, my all-time favorite games. I'll tell you that. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I picked games. that one out. Listen, Elton Brown. We could use a few Elton Browns at this stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really the one thing I've learned from you after 14 years: offensive line, offensive Ooh. line. All right, and we could use a Billy McMullen. All right, well, that too. All right, we got the music coming on, Billy. We want to thank you for everything Always. this year as a key contributor and stay we, warm in the bullpen. We'll need you uh, when the season begins. Yeah, n- late August. Get ready. All right. That's right. All right, listen, take care. We've enjoyed your time with Billy. Coming up next is Dr. Jody Smith with the Ortho Virginia Injury Report. And then waiting in the bullpen, ready to play ball at the bottom of the hour, we've got Chris Wright of the Sabre, and we will break down everything to do with UVA. Stay with us. Do you suffer from allergies? Are you tired of feeling tired? Are you getting sinus infection after sinus infection? You may even have eczema or asthma. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists and find out what's causing your symptoms. Remember, if you're trying to put out a fire, stop pouring gas on it. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists today. You can find us at richmondallergy.com. Maxwell & Associates is a full-service accounting and business advisory firm with a large focus on business sales for Main Street and lower middle market businesses. With three offices in Richmond and a team of CPAs and enrolled agents, Maxwell & Associates offers tax prep services, bookkeeping, payroll services, along with full-service business brokerage offerings, including succession and growth planning, mergers and acquisitions, and post-business sale consulting. Call 804-200-8442 to speak to Jim. In 1984, Charles McDaniel capped off his third straight season leading UVA in tackles and was named first team All-ACC. McDaniel has continued a legacy with a career of a different approach, helping move individuals and companies with ease. Since 2005, McDaniel has served as the CEO of Hildrup, one of the most acclaimed moving companies in the U.S. Whether moving near or far, Hildrup will show you why they are the best moving services company. Next time you need help moving, go to Hildrup.com. The mission is clear at the Faison Center, to give children and adults with autism and related challenges the best opportunity to improve their life's journey through evidence-based practice. Their mission across the lifespan is accomplished through specific programs designed to meet the needs of families at different points in their lives. The Faison School, the Faison Behavioral Health Clinic, and Faison Adult Services. To learn more, go to FaisonCenter.org and consider making an online gift. Or call the Faison Center at 804-612-1947. Mitchell Endoscopy Center is a full-service gastroenterology practice specializing in colon cancer screening. All procedures are performed by a physician in our state-of-the-art endoscopy center under monitored propofol sedation. New recommendations for colon cancer screening start at age 45. Cancer screening should be a regular part of your life. Screening tests help find cancer. Answer early. Come visit us at MitchellEndoscopyCenter.com or call 804-282-3114 to schedule your screening colonoscopy now. Thank you to all Virginia Athletic Foundation members for your support of Virginia Athletics. This is Brennan Armstrong, quarterback for your Virginia Cavaliers. Your contributions help our team excel in the classroom, competition, and in the community. Go Hoos! Hi, I'm Tony Elliott. I encourage you to support our efforts to build the model program by becoming a member of the Virginia Athletics Foundation today. To make a difference in the lives of UVA student-athletes, call the Virginia Athletics Foundation at 434-982-5555 or visit virginiaathleticsfoundation.com.
Canal.com. Canal Capital Management is a fully integrated wealth planning firm whose singular focus is on growing and in protecting the wealth of their clients. Canal's unique approach provides an array of services, including investment management, tax and financial planning, real estate management, business consulting, and family office services. Canal Capital Management and former UVA kicker Noah Greenbaum are proud supporters of Who's Talking. Canal was built for a single purpose, to provide clients with a simple, understandable process to grow, protect, and eventually transfer their wealth. It's always Friday at TGI Fridays, and now it's always happy hour. All day, every day at all four of our Richmond locations, with $4 cocktails and $2 Miller Lite drafts. All day, every day at TGI Fridays. Enjoy wings cooked to perfection in your choice of sauces, whiskey glaze, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo, garlic parm, apple butter barbecue, and many more. Join us every Sunday at the West Broad location for every pro football game. And cheer on your favorite team with all day happy hour, only at TGI Fridays. Delivery available at Fridays.com. Nobody covers the Wahoos quite like these two. You're listening to Who's Talking with Frank Maloney and Jim Hobbo Hobgood on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan and now on 1051 FM. All right, welcome back. Uh, who's Talking? Uh, Frank and Hobbo live in studio with our uh, producer engineer, Linnell, who's done a terrific job throughout uh, season 14. Hard to believe we're. Uh, pretty much near the end of season 14, but season 15 will begin in, in August, and we will probably going to do a special broadcast in May to sort of wrap up the spring sports. And uh, obviously, there's going to be news on the basketball transfer portal, which will be of interest to uh, the Wahoo basketball fans out there. So we'll keep tabs on that as well. But right now, we have uh, clearly a friend of the program, Ortho Virginia who's been a sponsor for all 14 years. We owe a lot to uh, this gentleman and his colleagues, but right now we have Dr. Jody Smith on the line. Jody, thank you for your support, and thank you for joining us on a regular basis throughout the year. Happy to be here, guys. Jody, um, always welcome. Um, curious, uh, did you did you hear or or see a replay of the collision right near second base in Saturday night's baseball game. I, I saw the replay uh, after you suggested I watch it, Frank. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it does, it looks like, uh, looks like he's at, our second baseman separated his shoulder, um, which it, it's, it, it's different than a dislocation. People talk about dislocating their shoulder all the time. And so but when that happens, the ball pops out of the socket. In this situation, really anything to do with the shoulder itself. It's more the collarbone because of the blow to the side. It, it kind of came in sideways. It drives the arm down, and the, and the collarbone kind of pops up. And, uh. you know, hopefully it, w- it wasn't a bad one. Um, I think it's his throwing arm, and that, 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 that makes it more of a challenge. But, um, but, uh, but hopefully not too long out. It kind of depends on – it's mostly based on pain when they can return. Well, I can tell you this: the young man was in a lot of pain. I, um, when I saw it real time, um, I noticed that the second base umpire put his fist up in the air, which, to my way of thinking, that means the the, the player's out that was running from first uh, for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Somehow, the third base uh, referee huddled with the home plate umpire. And there was a long talk out there in the infield, and they ruled that 
the runner for Pitt was safe. And i got to tell you, I've seen some wacky things in sports. I've seen some wacky things in baseball. Baseball has weird situations because the shape of the diamond, the fact that you've got a wooden bat, you've got a ball, you've got, you got so much activity, you've got so many people on the field, and that was one of those things that was mystical to me because we watched the replay again on a big screen in the press box, and I said, he's out. The, the Virginia player, who I believe was a second baseman, fell, collapsed after the collision, lay there for a second, and then his arm reached out and the ball rolled out of his hand like he was, like he was going to just roll it out to the referee or the umpire. Excuse me. Yeah. Was was it a force play yeah. or a tag out? Tag out. Okay. How long does a player have to hold the ball for? The play to be over and done and the runner out. And I asked everybody in the press box, and everybody was mystified. Everyone. There was not one single person that would debate that that guy was out. It's probably a, probably a judgment call by the umpire, unfortunately. Well, and the they second came to the wrong judgment. The second base umpire called him signal, out. Signaled him out. How, how the home plate umpire, who is, what is he? How many feet away? He's he's at least probably uh, the pitcher's mound is sixty feet, so it's got to be at least 80, ninety. It's got to be eighty-five to ninety feet, and he ran out there and and talked him out of it. And the third base umpire argued anyway. Was it a clean play? I mean, was it a he clearly the kid, the kid got they hurt. ran into was each it, other. It was okay. a violent collision. There was no bobbling of the ball. Well, the kid collapsed on the ground. And like, like a like a, a second or two later, his arm came down to the field, and the ball rolled out of his hand. Jody, let me just go back to the injury. How long, uh, based on your supposition as to what happened, how how long will the uh, player be out of action? Do you think? Uh, now again, I think if it, I think it's his throwing arm, and so if that's the case, it will be a little longer, obviously, because you got to be able not only to feel comfortable, but to be able to make the throw. And that's a lot more force on the shoulder. If it's a glove hand, you know, then as soon as basically as soon as he can get his hand up to catch the ball, they'll let you go back and play. It's really more of a of a pain tolerant situation, and so it can be two to six weeks. You know, I would say probably closer to the two to four would be a guess. So hopefully he would be back in time for the NCAA tournament then. And and there's yeah. at least five players that are non-starters that either a utility player or an, or a backup infielder. So, uh, Coach O'Connor has people ready to go that'll that'll fill in. I'm sure nicely. Virginia is always first or second every year in fielding percentage, and that is true again this year. Uh, but somehow they've got to stop having these weird lulls. I mean, they'll play great five, six, seven games in a row, and then they'll go blah. Anyway, tomorrow night the Wah- the Wahoos will be in Richmond to play the VCU Rams at the Diamond. Tomorrow night's game is 7 p.m. first pitch. I'll be in the press box. And, and it's, uh, uh, I think it's supposed to be a very nice evening tomorrow night. So good good night to go out to the ball game. And, and we thank you, Jody, for all that you do. All right, guys. Have a good evening. Thanks, Jody. All right, we'll uh, be back. This is the bottom of the hour break. Uh, Chris Wright of the Sabre will join us, and uh, we'll be talking football, basketball, and everything. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Who's Talk.
Ortho Virginia is now introducing the newest doctor, Dr. Owusu Achao, but his patients know him as Dr. O. Dr. O is an orthopedic surgeon specializing in sports-related injuries with Ortho Virginia. Dr. O practices locally in Richmond at our Schrader Road office, as well as Prince George. He performs minimally invasive repairs of the knee and hip, especially ACL surgery and hip labral repairs. Excellent team-based sports medicine care has the power to level the playing field and uplift communities. At Ortho Virginia, we are passionate about getting you back in the game. Finding a reputable law firm can be a daunting task especially in the midst of a crisis. But Jeff McDonald and Associates is here to help. Jeff McDonald Associates is a personal injury and workers' comp law firm based in Virginia. For over 25 years, our team has been helping injury victims get the compensation they need after a serious accident disrupts their life. Injured? Don't wait. Just call the Yates. 804-888-8888. It's your number one online source as a Virginia fan. TheSaber.com gives you the best access to Virginia football. Throws down the middle of the field. It's caught. Keon Johnson reaches Men's basketball. Cavaliers having to face the noise. Parentes fires from three and hits another dagger. And recruiting. You know, with UVA, I know he made a visit to Charlottesville last month. Plus, don't forget about the informative articles and, of course, the message boards. The online source for the serious Wahoo fan. TheSaber.com. Canal Capital Management is a fully integrated wealth planning firm whose singular focus is on growing and in protecting the wealth of their clients. Canal's unique approach provides an array of services, including investment management, tax and financial planning, real estate management, business consulting, and family office services. Canal Capital Management and former UVA kicker Noah Greenbaum are proud supporters of Who's Talking. Canal was built for a single purpose to provide clients with a simple, understandable process to grow, protect, and eventually transfer their wealth. It's always Friday at TGI Fridays, and now it's always happy hour. All day, every day at all four of our Richmond locations with $4 cocktails and $2 Miller Lite drafts. All day, every day at TGI Fridays. Enjoy wings cooked to perfection in your choice of sauces, whiskey glaze, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo, garlic parm, apple butter barbecue, and many more. Join us every Sunday at the West Pride location for every pro football game. And cheer on your favorite team with all day happy hour only at TGI Fridays. Delivery available at Fridays.com. In 19 19- In 1984, Charles McDaniel capped off his third straight season leading UVA in tackles and was named first-team All-ACC. McDaniel has continued a legacy with a career of a different approach, helping move individuals and companies with ease. Since 2005, McDaniel has served as the CEO of Hildrup, one of the most acclaimed moving companies in the U.S. Whether moving near or far, Hildrup will show you why they are the best moving services company. Next time you need help moving, go to Hildrup. Do you suffer from allergies? Are you tired of feeling tired? Are you getting sinus infection after sinus infection? You may even have eczema or asthma. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists and find out what's causing your symptoms. Remember, if you're trying to put out a fire, stop pouring gas on it. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists today. You can find us at richmondallergy.com. Canal Capital Management is a fully integrated wealth planning firm whose singular focus is on growing and in protecting the wealth of their clients. Canal's unique approach provides an array of services, including investment management, tax and financial planning, real estate management, business consulting, and family office services. Canal Capital Management and former UVA kicker Noah Greenbaum are proud supporters of Who's Talking. Canal was built for a single purpose, to provide clients with a simple, understandable process to grow, protect, and eventually transfer their wealth. 
The only way to get closer to the Cavaliers is to make the team. This is Who's Talking with Frank Maloney and Jim Hobbo Hobgood on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan and now on 105.1 FM. All right, we're back. Segment three, Who's Talking, continues now. We've got none other than longtime friend, contributor, fearless sports journalist, braving all the elements all the time, Chris Wright. He's also a photographer, Hobgood. And more importantly, he's the women's basketball coach at Albemarle, Western Albemarle High School. Yes. Well, we got to get the hoops in there, you know. I can't believe you would uh, keep track of that, but that's no. remarkable. Chris, welcome to Who's Talking Tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. A, a little sunshine, a little rain at <laughs> Scott Stadium on Saturday. Hey. Uh, tell me, tell me something. Was that not? It was just surreal. I mean, one minute there's it's nice and sunny, and the players are running out like like it's a regular home game. They got the torches going up in the air. They they got the flags, the pennants. You got the. I, if I'm not mistaken, Saber ran onto the field, didn't didn't he? I don't remember. I, I just know that it was sunny. And yes. then the only cloud in the entire sky yes. <laughs> managed to rain, and then yeah. it was sunny again. That's what we call a spring shower. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was very strange, though. Hey, tell me, uh, what, since we're talking about the game, uh, how about this guy, Anthony Calandri, uh, Calandria, Dria. Uh, the freshman quarterback? Uh, he looked he looked pretty good. Yeah, the quarterbacks obviously had everybody's attention because, you know, with Brennan Armstrong being gone, who's going to start uh, is a huge question at that position. And as a freshman, you know, he's supposed to be in school still. He's an early enrollee. He should be a high school senior doing other things, but here he is playing in the spring game and really didn't look all that overwhelmed by it. You know, he was kind of moving around trying to make plays. He was doing some things that may not work in a real game, but um, he was definitely exciting to watch. A little bit of a a gambler, it felt like to me. He threw a couple balls, and I was like, I don't know about that. And he completed them, um, but he was definitely fun to watch. And then Tony Musket. The pick six late was tipped, you know. I, I forget. Well, and he would have scored on the possession before that, if or the snap before that, if quarterbacks were not allowed to be touched. He was yes. going to get in, and they blew it dead at the three or whatever. So, right, I won't hold that as interception against him because technically it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> right, right. Hey, uh, Chris, uh, talk to us a little bit about the fact that they chose to uh, actually have a game, and it wasn't one of those control scrimmage deals. You know, I, I like that Tony Elliott is doing that. You know, I think for the Virginia fan base, uh, a real game is better. It's your best chance at attracting people to the game. Um, and I thought it was good for the team, too. You know, they still have a, a lot of building to do under this coaching staff. Um, so the more football they, pl- they play, the better, I think. Um, and I think playing in the stadium is also good for them. You know, you only get a handful of those opportunities in the spring, the last one being the spring game. So, yeah, I definitely like uh, the, the real game feel. It's a lot more fun. You know, Frank is uh, big on the offensive line. Uh, my pet peeve is special teams. They had a fumble on a kickoff, had a fumble on a punt, and missed a twenty-eight year old, a uh, twenty-eight year, or twenty-eight yard, year, twenty-eight yard field goal. <clears throat> so, uh, who's the special teams coach? We need to work on those things. Yeah, the special teams was was not very good. Um, I did ask Coach Elliott about it. He said that a lot of those guys were playing positions they haven't even practiced. Um, because when you split the, the teams into two and you're fairly limited roster, um, you might have had some guys in coverage that hadn't really practiced that lane discipline, all that kind of stuff. The fumbles worried me more than, than the coverage, and the missed field goals worried me more than the coverage. 
but you have to hope that's a, a one day hiccup versus, you know, an issue. But there were some of those last fall too. So special teams is still an area that has to be cleaned up, I think. All right. Let me ask you this because uh, these are important questions. Number one, Mike Collins, the running back, how, how far back, how, how much, well, how far back has he come? Would you rate him at 70%, 80%? How would you rate his physicality relative to where he was at the end of last season? Honestly, I didn't notice any different. And to me, that's kind of astonishing in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? It, the fact that he's even on the field is, is incredible. But he didn't look like he minded getting hit. You know, he was going up in between the in between the center and the guards. He was sticking his nose in there. He didn't seem hesitant by that. You know, he dove for the pylon on one play. Uh, to me, he looked just like Mike Collins that we remember, um, you, you know, from the last time we saw him play. All right, Malachi Fields wore jersey number eight, wide receiver. Um, grew up right outside of Charlottesville, played at Monticello. Uh, 6'4", 214. He's recovered from ACL reconstruction how would you describe his uh, activity level and where is he now relative to where they're ne- they're going to need him? You know, I, he's been good all the way through the spring. He's fully cleared. I think it was a foot injury oh, that's right. that, that's that he right. had last fall. I'm right. sorry. Faust- I, Ahmad Faustin has the knee. I think he had like an Achilles tendon or something. Right. So, so Faustin had the knee. He was held out of the spring game, should be back by summer camp, I think. But Fields looked like he was fully recovered. Obviously, he played the last game of last season, had a touchdown against Pittsburgh. Um, he looks the part. <laughs> you know, if you just line him up on the field and go, okay, who looks like a receiver? Malachi Fields looks the part. He's a big guy. He's fast. He gets in and out of breaks well. Um, he's only going to go upside from here. He's still a very young receiver, played mostly quarterback at Monticello. So um, but we'll see where that goes. But I think he has the potential to be really, really good on that receiver. And I'm actually high on the number eight in general. I think Cameron Kelly on the other side on defense. Yes. Also looks really good, the North Carolina transfer. All right, second Wood, uh, maybe my favorite name on the team. Um, number 44, plays tight end. He caught some balls and ran, I thought, pretty decently after the catch. How would you rate him, and is he going to be a, a key component this season? I think they have a big asset with both him and Grant Mish back. You know, those are older guys. They came back by choice. You know, they, they ha- have the extra year because of everything that happened. So I think that they could become big contributors, whether that's huge numbers or not, right? That they're probably going to block more than they're going to catch. But I think they could be key parts of, of what they're trying to do in terms of running the football as well. And then Sackett Wood, honestly, when they throw the ball to him last season and in practices, he looks really good when he catches it. He's always getting positive yards, takes care of the ball. Um, I see that as always a fairly um, productive or safe play to go to. And Tony Musket is interesting because he's high completion percentage, and I think one reason is because he makes good choices, and that may include dumping it to the tight end sometimes. Well, he gets rid of the ball fast, and if I have to rate him on, um, you know, quick, quick uh, delivery, I, I thought that was Musket's strength. Um, I want to talk about um, again uh, Josh Rawlings, the tight end, Virginia guy. He's fourth year from the Pittsburgh area. He was highly recruited and was thought to be a big contributor. He, they didn't throw him the ball till late in the third quarter or maybe the early fourth quarter. And what seems to be the problem? He's 6'6", 252. I think with the, the, the previous staff, it was just kind of behind on the depth chart, slowly working his way up. Then you have a coaching change. 
And I think it's just kind of a numbers game, to be honest with you. I don't know that he's what he's not doing or, or as much as what he is doing, but with Mish and, and Sackett Wood, both in that position, both a little more experienced, um, seem to be pretty good blockers. We haven't seen Rollins a lot to know if he's a good blocker or not, but I'm just assuming he's stuck a little bit in a numbers game and, and could be a contributor this year. All right, Jack Greasy had a nice run or two. The, the meatball. In the, in, the second, in the second half, and one of them, he took off down the field like really, um, you know, a, a, a cement mixer on steroids. He just took off and was rumbling, stumbling. That's what we like to see. But he, he was faster than a cement mixer. But, I mean, he just – he sort of had that effect. People bounced off of him a few times. And uh, number 34, he's from Chantilly, Virginia – what read are you getting on him? I don't think I've ever heard a football player called a cement mixer. So <laughs> that, that, I think that is the highlight of this entire show. Well, <laughs> I, I try. I'm trying to, crazy. <laughs> well, see, the it. cement mixer never stops. It yeah. has to keep the cement mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And I think that fits uh, the description. So I do think it fits. Um, I think he's a special teams contributor more than likely. I don't see him touching the ball very much uh, as a running back because they're really deep there. But yep. You know, when they give it to him, maybe he's productive if he does get in there for a couple of carries. But I think a really big part of special teams, I could see him on all four special teams. Yeah, it looks like he would get down the field and make a tackle or two. I know we're talking football, but let me get one basketball question in here. Uh, Frank mentioned it in the newsletter. Caden Shedrick, there there are rumors flying around that uh, he may not be lost after all. What are you hearing? I mean, we're, we're all hearing those rumors, but... And until like we get some sort of like smoke signal or something that he's definitely coming back, I'm assuming that he's gone. Um, you know that their activity in the portal is a little hard to read there. You know they brought in, in minor a six eight forward that's a little different than Shedrick. Otherwise, they only have Blake Buchanan coming in as a kind of center type. So you would think they would be more active in the portal. Is it's not a possibility? So. I think everybody's kind of just holding their breath to see what happens there. Yeah, Miner, it appears to me he might be a gardener type player, you know, uh, kind of a solid four, uh, but not, not a true five. Right. I mean, the true five is kind of a, a dinosaur in some ways, so I don't think you need a lot of the true five types. That's just me. I know other people disagree with that, but, you know, Connecticut just won the title and barely played anyone over 6'9". So... Um, I think in the title game, the seven foot two kid played ten minutes for them. But by and large, they were between six five and six nine at every position. And if you look at what Virginia is kind of doing, that it's similar to that. Chris, uh, final thoughts. Um, what is your figure on the pulse um, summary of this team at this point in time, knowing full well that Virginia has to play Tennessee and Nashville, Tennessee, to open the season. I think I'm less worried about the Tennessee game and more worried about the big picture, the 12 games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what they'll look like at Nashville. It may get ugly. I think we all are willing to, to say that looking at it on paper. So maybe they progress a lot, make a game out of it. I think of that Mike London game at, at USC, right? Oh. That everybody just assumed they wouldn't be in and mm-hmm. they almost pull off an upset. So we'll see what happens when the game gets here. But to me, the big picture thing here is three and seven. You're not that far from seven wins. You know, they had a couple close ones last year. You swing a couple things. You clean up turnovers, which were a disaster last year. You clean up dropped passes, which were a disaster last year. Suddenly, you know, getting from three to six wins isn't as big of a leap. I, I don't think we need to be looking at 10 or 11 wins or upsetting Tennessee. That's not, that's not necessarily the big picture goal here. It's, can we move the needle from where it was a year ago? And, and I think this team can probably 
put themselves in the conversation for that. You know, I think we should leave it there, and I like I like your enthusiasm. Chris, I hope you have a great night tonight, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Thank you, Chris. Thanks a bunch. All right, uh, final segment coming up, and we will break down golf, tennis, ping pong, ice hockey, everything that we haven't discussed so far, including lacrosse, which I'm still a little hacked off about. Stay with us. Who's Talking continues shortly. Invictus Sales and Marketing is the fastest-growing electrical sales agency in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Led by former Wahoo Paul Collins, Class of 90, and his partner Pete Houston, Invictus is your go-to for any of your electrical needs. From residential to commercial and industrial, Invictus can help you pick out what you need and get it when you need it. Invictus is derived from the Latin word Invicta, meaning undefeated. All of the lighting upgrades across Scott Stadium and the Pergolo lighting are represented by Invictus Sales and Marketing. The future of Virginia football is very bright. Hello, this is Kevin Lang with Town Bank. As a proud graduate of EVA, I know talent gets you on the field, but it's attitude and effort that keeps you there. That's how we play at Town Bank. Local bankers, local decisions, team players. It's what you can count on from Town Bank. Serving others and enriching lives. Town Bank is a proud supporter of UVA sports. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Do you suffer from allergies? Are you tired of feeling tired? Are you getting sinus infection after sinus infection? You may even have eczema or asthma. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists and find out what's causing your symptoms. Remember, if you're trying to put out a fire, stop pouring gas on it. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists today. You can find us at richmondallergy.com. Thank you to all Virginia Athletic Foundation members for your support of Virginia Athletics. This is Brennan Armstrong, quarterback for your Virginia Cavaliers. Your contributions help our team excel in the classroom, competition, and in the community. Go Hoos! Hi, I'm Tony Elliott. I encourage you to support our efforts to build the model program by becoming a member of the Virginia Athletics Foundation today. To make a difference in the lives of UVA student-athletes, call the Virginia Athletics Foundation at 434-982-5555 or visit virginiaathleticsfoundation.com. Maxwell Associates is a full-service accounting and business advisory firm with a large focus on business sales for Main Street and lower middle market businesses. With three offices in Richmond and a team of CPAs and enrolled agents, Maxwell & Associates offers tax prep services, bookkeeping, payroll services, along with full-service business brokerage offerings, including succession and growth planning, mergers and acquisitions, and post-business sale consulting. Call 804-200-8442 to speak to Jim. Hi, this is Boyd Rawls. I'm an orthopedic hand surgeon specializing in hand, wrists, and elbow injuries. I'm a diehard Wahoo who completed nearly all of my training at the University of Virginia. Ortho Virginia is the largest multi-specialty orthopedic practice in Virginia. We have offices in Richmond, Lynchburg, Northern Virginia, and Virginia Beach. Our dedicated certified hand therapists will work hard to speed your recovery. For more information, please visit our website, orthovirginia.com. At Kelleher, we've been serving the metro Richmond area for over 50 years. We specialize in train heating and cooling products. In addition to serving all your heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, generator, and heating oil needs. With the fourth generation now in the business, Kelleher's team has the depth you can bet on for years to come. It's hard to stop a train, and it's hard to stop the Kelleher team. Orange and blue, serving you since 1968. 
It's your number one online source as a Virginia fan. The Saber.com gives you the best access to Virginia football. Throws down the middle of the field. It's caught. Keon Johnson reaches Men's it. basketball. Cavaliers having to face the noise. Parentes fires from three and hits another dagger. And recruiting. You know, with the UVA, I know he made a visit to Charlottesville last month. Plus, don't forget about the informative articles and, of course, the message boards. The online source for the serious Wahoo fan. TheSaber.com. Nobody covers the Wahoos quite like these two. It's Who's Talking with Frank Maloney and Jim Hobbo Hobgood on the new sports radio 910 The Fan and now on 1051 FM. All right, we're back. Who's Talking? Final segment tonight. Frank. And Jim Hobgood in studio, a.k.a. the Hobbo. Sometimes I just say Franco because it rhymes with Hobbo. Well, um, that's right. You can. We've had a lot of fun. This is uh, really the last regularly scheduled show for season 14. And it's, I'm getting kind of emotional right now, but um, I'm proud of the work we did this year. Um, we are now up to tonight's show is number 492. So we're going to have a big party next fall when 500 comes along. Yeah, huge party. Very, so you better very, be nice to us. If you want to get invited, but, you uh, better be nice to the Franco and the Hubbo. We'll get back to sponsors, but you had news on Dirk Katstra. Right, our good friend Dirk Katstra, the executive director of the Virginia Athletics Foundation and one of our sponsors and a good friend and supporter of the show, Dirk announced over the weekend that he was, in after June, he was going to step down he was going to work with special gifts for the University of Virginia and was no longer going to be the executive director of the VAF, which leads me to wonder who will be the next executive director of the Virginia Athletics Foundation. But before I start speculating, because it's fun to do, Habo has an announcement. Yeah, but we before we talk again, which we may do a special show in May uh, leading up to hopefully the lacrosse Final Four, but obviously the memorial service for Coach Holland is on Saturday, May the 6th, 2 o'clock at JPJ. And Frank and I were talking in between segments here. This may be the greatest collection of uh, former Virginia basketball players and coaches ever. It probably is not going to happen again in our lifetime. So if you are a Virginia basketball fan uh, during the course of the last three or four decades and you can get to JPJ on May the 6th, you know, please come not only as a tribute to Coach Holland and uh, support to Ann and uh, the girls, but just a chance to interact and, and see some of the people you've uh, cheered for through the years and the decades. Even Hobbo. That's right. You know, but uh, no, Coach Holland, uh, he meant a great deal not only to the program, but certainly the the, play, the people that coached with him and played for him. Uh, he was um, an inspirational figure, somebody we all loved and respected. So, I think everybody's going to want to get there and, and say thank you to T, as we call him, uh, or coach, for, for all he did, not only for the individuals, but for the university. He was a great uh, diplomat and representative at the University of Virginia through the years. Good friend and um, longtime supporter, contributor to who's talking, Terry Gates, played power forward on the first team to go to the Final Four. Uh, uh T. Gates always used to refer to Coach Holland as the big whistle. Yeah. 
And yeah, uh, he got that nickname uh, uh, early on in his career in Charlottesville. I'm uh, Terry Gates. He's one of those I'm sure will be there on on May the sixth, uh, as will a bunch of his teammates. You just mentioned I'd, Jeff Can't, Lamp, I mean, Lee Jeff Raker. Lamp and Lee I, Raker. I, those guys have got to be there. I would think they would make the effort to be there unless there's something really significant that would prevent them from getting there. Uh, Jim Laranaga, the Miami coach, I'm sure he'll be there. Dave Kesters. S- Dave Kesters. Bobby Seth, Stokes. Seth Greenberg, one of your favorite people. But no. Seth. Seth uh, that, he's a Hokie. He's not allowed in. No, I understand. He'll, we're he'll, not letting him in the gym. He'll there's be, no way. He'll be a JPJ because oh. he speaks so kindly and no. uh, warmly of Coach Holland. Uh, and, and, and I think he – Felt Coach Holland was a true mentor to him during his career, so I, it's just going to be uh, mm. you know a, a sad occasion. Uh, but a joyful we, one. We miss Coach Holland, but uh, a great tribute to him and and all the influence and impact he had through the years. Listen, Coach Holland was one of the finest people I've ever met and known. Um, his work for the university after his coaching days. Well, he was a great was AD, remarkable. and uh, I, I always talk about, you know, he and George Welsh, Gene Corrigan, you know, there were maybe a half dozen people that really impacted Virginia athletics through the course of the last 50 years, so uh, to- Coach Holland was clearly one of those people, so uh, he will be missed. All right, let's talk about some other sports. Lacrosse, sports. when are we going to beat the Dukies? That's what you know, I want to know. You know, I just want to know one thing. Lars Tiffany needs to start promoting the idea that the team has to run the stairs until they collapse if they don't beat Duke next time they play them. I'm tired of losing to Duke. Duke, Duke, Duke. Well, the All good right. news is if we see them again, it might be in the Final Four, so that would be a good time to beat and, them. And the good news is the last time we really whooped them was in 2019 the semifinals. On, and, you the, know, on the road the to Dukies the title. The crying after that one. I want to do that again. All right, let's talk about some other sports. How about baseball? They're still top 10. Uh, I think they're 31-6 and six now. They, they dropped from seven to eight, so they're right. still in the top ten, number eight. They play at the Diamond tomorrow night against the VC Rams. That should be a good contest. Pretty weather. Get off the couch and go to the Diamond. Have some fun. All right. Uh, tennis. The men are still on fire. The number seven Cavs, um, as of yesterday, they might have moved up. 21-4 and four overall, 12-0 and 0 in the ACC, and the number one seed going into the ACC tournament. Uh, we've talked about men's lacrosse. There's still a couple more games the regular season. Syracuse this Saturday in Charlottesville, yep. I think Saturday at 2. Yes, that's an important game. Uh, a game Virginia, I think, will win comfortably. All right, women's lacrosse. The women got whacked by number 7 Boston College, and um, they need to bounce back. Coach Julie Myers, who's been on their show, needs to rally the female laxers. All right, softball. UVA team is a little bit better than they've been in recent years. They're now 28-15. and 15. Uh, they lost to FSU one to two over one two in the series, but now they got JMU, Louisville, Syracuse, and Longwood. Then the ACC tournament, track and field. Uh, the men and women hosted the Virginia Grand Prix over the weekend. I saw some of it. If you could make heads or tails, what's going on in a track meet? Good for you. It is a. There are things happening all over the place. There's our. 800-meter race here. There's somebody throwing a discus there. There's hey, a- that's why they call it track and field. A lot of activity. Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, before we leave, we do want to thank our sponsors. You know, uh, clearly, go, uh, go, go. Ortho, Town Bank, Clinical Research Partners, The Sabre. You go down the list. Uh, we're here because of the sponsors and our listeners, and we're grateful to everyone. All right, we've got time. Hildrop Moving and Storage, Invictus Sales and Marketing, TGI Fridays, Keller Heating and Air, the Virginia Athletics Foundation, Canal Capital Management, Richmond Algae and Asthma, Jeff McDonald Associates, Reynolds Development, Oakley Press, 
Maxwell Associates, Mitchell Endoscopy Center. What did I win? Sometime, some are long term and some are new, but thank thank all. Thanks for listening to Who's Talking on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 1051 FM, brought to you by Ortho Virginia, Town Bank of Richmond, TGI Fridays, Clinical Research Partners, Richmond Allergy and Asthma, and Oaklea Press.